0: I'm Mike Brewer, and this is the Road to Fulfillment podcast. Every month, you'll hear real stories from real leaders sharing their journey to success and what they found on the Road to Fulfillment. Okay, Welcome, everyone. You have landed on the inaugural episode of the Road to Fulfillment, and my guest today is my friend, my business partner, Coach not my coach, but he is a coach. He is a husband. He is a pastor. He is a business owner. And today I have him on the Road to Fulfillment podcast. Spencer Robinette, how in the world are you?
1: Hey, man, I'm good, brother. I appreciate it. Um, Thanks for having me on. Listen, if you would let me be your coach, I bet your life would be better. So...
0: I believe that, but I think you would probably try to coach me on how to play soccer, and then I would
1: just
0: it would realize how quickly of a failure that would become for me.
1: That is true. To clarify, <laughs> I'm a soccer coach, <laughs> not the kind of coach that you are, but that's okay. Right. No, All right. I mean, well, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's uh, let's just get started. Tell me how someone becomes a a pastor, a coach, a small business owner. Yeah. Um, married all this stuff going on in your life how does somebody get there
1: yeah uh a lot of prayer (laughs) (laughs) a lot of uh steps of faith i don't know man it's um one of the things that uh you know my wife and i learned pretty quick in our marriage is that when we felt like god was um stirring something opening a door making you know potential uh kind of getting us ready for a move you know he he would stir that in both of us individually we would come together and talk about it pray about it and then my wife is uh has the ultimate gift of discernment and so god would then clarify for her what our next move is and we would go and as as of right now um it has worked uh, it's been a lot i've had a lot of of long days, tiring days, long seasons, tiring seasons. But, um, yeah, man, I just think when you look at, for me, it's like, uh, you know, I was my, my college degree was in sport management, which I'm thankfully have, have been uh, utilizing some of that, <laughs> some of that experience as a, a high school soccer coach, finally, which is yes. fun. Finally. <laughs> um, but then, then God uh, called uh, my wife and I into full-time ministry and <clears throat> right out of college. So we did that for a while and we still are, but, um, uh, and then it was almost like God then just stirred this desire for something else, something new. And he, uh, my wife's an accountant and he, he kind of opened some doors for her to start her own accounting firm. And so she, while she was doing that, um, she, uh, looked, she, she was needing a website for her business. And, and, um, I have had some experience in that just kind of goofing off with some web design stuff and utilizing, you know, platforms like Squarespace and Wix and, you know, the ones that are sort of do it yourself platforms out there today. And, and then that led into God opening a door for me to start a uh, side business, small business building websites for people because there was a need and um to fill a gap between doing web building websites yourself uh or paying ten thousand plus dollars to have a a large firm build it for you and and a lot of new and small businesses there in the middle can't do that so um I sort of filled that gap basically, I say all that to say like for ministry to the harbor house which is my web design business um uh, to all of the other ventures to coaching to different things that god is, has has uh, generously led my wife and i into a lot of it's just been um what are you passionate about where do you see a need and maybe how is god calling you to use your passion to meet that need and for me, um, that has seemed to have been the uh, the routine and the rhythm and uh, it's it's been good.
0: Good, good. Well let, let me take a minute to affirm that because while I feel like I'm someone who has a lot going on in their life, I don't have that much going on in my life and I think <laughs> it takes it takes something special. It takes someone who has probably gone through some things to be able to pull all this stuff off, to be able to do everything you're doing at the level you're doing. Um, So if you could tell us a little bit about maybe the challenges Mm. or the big life moments that have happened uh, to you that have brought you here to this point.
1: Yeah, I... To go all the way back to like my academic days, you know, I was a terrible student, and it was probably just because of well, I was just because of effort. Um, I was diagnosed with ADHD and and had some of those complications, but uh, it, but many people have that way worse than I did, and I feel for them. And because uh, just the the small percentage of that that I had in the mental game, it played with me. It was crazy. And so my heart breaks for people that deal with some of those, um, learning disabilities at a much deeper level than I had. So for me, my academic struggles really just stemmed from lack of effort. Uh, so when I was in college, I kind of hit a point where, um, I actually, uh, long story short, I, I flunked out of college and by the grace of God was given a second chance. um, m- definitely don't have time for that long story. And it's not necessary. But it was uh, it opened my eyes to, to actually realizing I had also like, in that same this all happened in a matter of like two weeks. In that same two weeks, I had gotten married <laughs> at the age of 20. And my wife had every reason to leave me after two days of marriage because of just how chaotic like things that I was hiding, the lack of effort that I was putting in certain things like it was just everything blew up for me um at the age of 20 in that season and god like like grabbed a hold of my life pretty strong and was like dude you've tried so hard to like you're not you've never accepted help you've not worked hard on your own you've never accepted help you've tried so hard to do all of this by yourself and in the process have hidden so many things that that um uh, have held you back um it's time for you to let that go and lean on me and lean on the people that I've placed in your life that can actually help move you forward. And so that's what I did. I, it was hard and it was an incredibly difficult season, uh, which you can imagine, um, especially as a newly married man, uh, to a wife that I did not deserve then having dropped just all of this on her. But between her and my parents, my dad, uh, um the other friends and 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 mentors and stuff that god sort of placed in my life i was able to get out of that and uh started down a a different path a new path learning disciplines um learning to to start to see um, opportunities differently um not as burdens uh or or time wasters or time suckers from like the fun things that I wanted to do. But actually like God was starting to open up doors in that rhythm of, okay, here's what you're passionate about here. here here's a need that could be met. Now, how can we go after that together? And um, that's when he led me into uh, full-time ministry. Um, then from there in the midst of that, into uh, the starting Harbor house and seeing that need and trying to meet it. Uh and then my love for soccer and my love for for being in relationship and helping coach and mentor teens. Uh he, he led me into to an opportunity to coach a local high school soccer team and and um yeah, so that was sort of like the big struggle. Uh the big sort of catalyst to that really changed my life was that moment in college. Um, but then recently, like you know, I just mentioned that my dad was a huge figure that carried me through that walked me through a lot. And and he just passed away in January or in December rather, um, at the age of 58. Um, and so what's interesting is I feel like I'm in a season now of, um, in the midst of grief and sort of this crushing season. Uh, my wife and I just backtrack a little bit too. We, we, um, We've been married for eleven years, uh, and no kids yet. we miscarried last summer and so from that then to my dad passing away in the matter of six months, like I feel like I'm going through another sort of crushing season um which has been difficult, obviously, but one of the things that I think as as a Christian and as somebody that You know, listen, I've had my moments with God where I've been frustrated and angry and have had moments of doubt and those types of things because real life struggles lead us there often. But as I've leaned into him, um, he's been loving and gracious and has provided like a hope for. I'm going to take this difficult season and turn it into good and use it for a purpose. That's what he did for me in college. And I feel like in 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 a with under different circumstances and quite frankly harder circumstances, um, I feel like that's maybe what he's leading me into now. And so I'm I'm looking forward then for what that could be. While I walk through the grief and the the hurt and the struggle now, I can have hope for maybe uh, God to use this season for something good. Um, if I could just uh, I know I'm talking a lot, but if I could also just encourage somebody to like um don't let the world around you and or the devil if you believe in that invalidate what you've gone through so for me um in college a lot of people struggle in school a lot of people flunk out of college a lot of people have different stories and still become successful or still become whatever um but i was i was i allowed those seasons for for uh, people for the world to, for the devil to start lying to me and saying like, you're not worth it. You're no good. You're never going to be successful in life. You're never gonna, you know, whatever, all of those types of lies. And I had to learn within my faith and within the people that I really trusted that those were just lies and that I didn't need to listen to them. Now I'm going through a season of, you know, it's becoming way more common, sadly for, for couples to miscarry Um, and everybody's dad dies. So like, I'm starting to hear these lies. So why is that so important for me? Why is this a crushing season for me? Why, why can I believe that I'm going through these things and God may do something cool for my future? Um, Don't listen to that. Like those are lies from the devil. Yes. It's becoming common for people to miscarry. Yes everybody's dad passes away at some point but those are still very unique real situations for you they've been incredibly unique and real situations for me and my wife and um god wants to use those things for you individually as he's using those things for me individually and um so like those are like real hardships real struggles real difficulties things that i've gone through but honestly I mean, I could tell you about, yeah, I had, a, you know, last month was a hard sales month and I didn't get one client. You know what I mean? Like I could have, I have those stories too, but I don't know. I feel like in the world we live in today, the things that we carry are so real. Um, the way that our, our, our personal life and our work life, our, our personal life and our opportunities, our personal life and whatever it may be, like all of those things are connected and can be used and and woven together in a beautiful way if we allow them to be. Um, And that's just something I'm trying to pursue.
0: Yeah. Wow. That was, that was a lot. I I appreciate, no, that, no, I'm thankful for it. I I appreciate the vulnerability. And if I could just say to, as someone who's lost their dad and their mom and you know, you know, this what, you know, I'm about to say the people I lost last year too. one person in particular that we shared was your dad. He was a, he was someone that I, I counted as a close friend, but those are hard things to, to live with. Those are hard things to overcome. So a, as you say that, I know that's healing for you. As you say, as you tell people that, um, those things shouldn't be minimized, um, uh, I I know you need to hear it too. Those things should not be minimized. Those are real things that you're going through that are tough. So, uh, when I say this here, believe me, it it means a lot that you were able to open up about that. And I really appreciate that.
1: Thanks, man. It's it's partially because I'm a pastor and I just don't know when to shut up. (laughs) And it's partially because you're probably right. You know, I'm still in the midst of grief and struggle and and trying to work through it. And and, uh, I feel like I'm, I don't know. Maybe I needed to share that. So thank you for that affirmation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if if I could, let's go back to 20-year-old Spencer. Yeah. In that in that season where everything was falling apart for you, was yeah. there a specific moment where you remember kind of having a, a come to Jesus moment? Like or one like a moment where everything fell apart. Do you do you remember sitting in that or was it just a, a series of unfortunate events
1: for lack of a better word it was both so it was a series um and then two specific moments uh one again i had just gotten married um and i literally we had got gotten home from our honeymoon and so 20 years old we were about to enter in our junior year of college so we got married early and we got young and we got married while we were in college we had just gotten home from our honeymoon during the summer break, and I got an email from one of my professors, uh, or I got an email from the school saying that um, that basically I'd flunked out and I couldn't return that fall. And uh, and I remember sitting on the the edge of our bed, Kate and I's bed, um, and just I mean. Just I lost it. Tears, feeling of failure, feeling of, you know, I just married the the a person that I do not deserve um, the love of my life, and I've let her down in the first week. <laughs> like it's it's it was bad, and she sat down on the bed next to me, and when she could have left when she could have gotten angry when she, and she, we had some of those moments. Obviously she never left. We're still together happily, but which I praise God for, but, um, you know, she could have responded a different way and it would have been justified, but she sat down on the bed next to me and she grabbed my hand and was just like, this sucks. You messed up, but we're going to get through it together. And that was the first like real moment of, <clears throat> like a love that transcends, uh, uh, that transcends everything. Like you, when you want to talk about unconditional love, like that was it. Yeah. Um, and that was a building block for me. It was like, Oh, this type of love is real. And I, and I believe as a person of faith, I believe it was a moment of the love of God, like it was that level, the love of God flowing through my wife to me in that moment, like that was a building block for me uh, of experiencing that kind of love. And then another moment was uh, a conversation that I had with my dad that was where he he uh, pretty much gave me Zachariah four six, which says, "Not by your might." or your power will anything be accomplished, but it's by the spirit of God and it's by his will and his spirit. And, and it was, it was kind of a moment where my, my dad challenged me, like, you've been trying to do this on your own for so long and it doesn't have to be that way. It's obviously not working (laughs) and it doesn't have to be that way um, submit yourself to, to, to God's will, to God's power, to God's timing, to God's strength, to God's whatever, and, uh, to his spirit. And he'll carry me through and he'll give me what I need to get through, uh, partnered with just leaning on the people that he'd placed in my life to help in those seasons as well. Like my dad, like my wife, like my, uh I had a, a other mentors and stuff at the time. And so, um, yeah. So those were those two very specific moments for me yeah. that were building blocks of, of, uh, you know, that I could utilize to, to move forward. Absolutely. Okay. Now, now, current, current Spencer
0: Robinette, if you could yeah. go, go back and say one thing to 20 year old Spencer, what would it be?
1: Mm. Oh man. Um, that's a great question I know it's questions questions like this get asked often i I think I was so caught up in and this sounds cliche but like it it is what it is I was so caught up in just like having fun spending time with my friends playing soccer every chance I could like and I had had set aside or just put to the back burner real priorities you know the the fact that I was engaged at the, even pre this this breakdown. Um, I was in had been engaged for a year. I was in college, working towards a, a degree. I and I, as it was almost like I, I, uh, I just didn't. And I wasn't even like a, I wasn't even like a crazy partier. I wasn't. It wasn't even any of that stuff for me personally. I know a lot of people have that story, but it was just, I just was so bad at at um, because I didn't care, I guess, or put effort towards creating healthy disciplines that allowed me to be productive and get the things done that I needed to get done, prioritizing what really mattered for the longevity of my life. um, Like my wife and my future career and whatever. Um, And so I would just say, yeah, get off the couch, get, do so, do your homework, like try to create some healthy disciplines Towards things that really matter in life, um and I mean, I'm 31 now, and I'm still walking through that. I'm still <laughs> learning, learning. Uh, so there
0: wasn't an emotional message that's that young
1: Spencer needed to hear. It was a motivational message that's absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went to like, yeah, I went to a, a Christian university. I got all the emotional messages I needed to get about. You know what I mean? Um, you know, for me, it was just, it was motivation. It was discipline. It was, it was lack of discipline. It was, yeah. So for me, that's, that was, uh. I don't know. That would, that would have been a big help. Yeah.
0: Well, let's say we got in the, in the future machine and we train we, we fast forwarded to 50 year old Spencer. Yeah. What would 50 year old Spencer need to say to 2022 Spencer? And what, after what Spencer went through in
1: 2022. Hmm. Um, I'm hoping if I can speak prophetically, I'm hoping that he'll say. Uh, good job leaning into Jesus and not giving up on him. Um, good job prioritizing your wife and your family above everything else. I mean, even as pastors, if I could speak to pastors for a second, like, like our is our first ministry period church comes second. Um, 99% of us get that wrong in many seasons and, uh, we got to do better. So, um, I would hope he would say good job with those two things. Um, Because I think for me, what I've learned is uh, if I can get those two things right, I think the other things are going to fall in place um, the way they need to and the way he's ordained. And, And then the last thing would just be to stay open to seeing needs in the world around us and how can God use the things that he's, the passions that he's created, the gifts that he's given us and the passions he's created in us. Uh, to meet those needs. If I could stay open to um what it looks like to to move and shift as I need to 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 fulfill those things. Um I think I would have by fifty, I think I'd have a I mean that's twenty that's nineteen years for me. If I can commit to the next nineteen years to that, hopefully longer, <laughs> um I feel like I would experience a lot of fulfillment in my life.
0: How would you define fulfillment? Ah
1: oh, man. Um not shoo. Um allowing man, I think it's that. I think it's allowing the things that we're passionate about drive us to um creating an impact in the world around us. Uh, I think not wasting moments, not seeing moments go by um, when we know we could have helped or stepped in and we didn't. Um, You know, we talk a lot about like, you know, purpose-driven lives and, you know, uh, the road, you know, roads to fulfillment and those, like we we talk about the pursuit of those things. But I think like, if the end goal is fulfillment and we look back, it's um, allowing what, yeah, allowing what we're passionate about drive us to making an impact, I think. And for me, that's, that's in my faith, that's with my family. And then that's with the extended world around me. Um, So uh, that's probably what I'd say. Oh,
0: I love that answer. And that's that's part of the reason why I named the podcast The Road to Fulfillment, because it's the things that there you like, go. That it's that exact thing that drives us, the things that drive us toward fulfillment. I don't know that that being a hundred percent fulfilled is ever the destination. Well, it's the destination. Let me change that. I don't think it's ever the um reality. Yeah, it's ever the reality because It's what drives us toward fulfillment. It's what keeps pulling us toward fulfillment and wanting fulfillment. Those are the things that make the biggest difference in our lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, that's a a good word. All right. Well, we've hit the part of the podcast
0: where I'm starting something. Obviously, I'm starting it. It's the first episode. (laughs) This is what I'm calling the Fast Five questions, not to be confused with Fast Five from the Fast and Furious franchise.
1: These are fast. That would be that would be like the Fast One Hundred questions. How many movies are they going to make of that?
0: I think there's just a few more. So is that what they've
1: said? Yeah. Since number four. Okay.
0: I mean, they went to those
1: movies, but it's
0: it's they went to space in a Fierro. So I mean, if you can't get behind that, then I don't know what you look for in movies.
1: It's like the new Indiana Jones just came out, and I mean, how many more does Harrison Ford got in them? It can't have many it's Just <laughs> lovingly. Be honest.
0: There's not many left. For now. <laughs> All
1: right. Anyways, continue. I'm sorry.
0: All right. Fast. Five questions. Rapid fire. Okay. And they're hard questions. Are
1: okay. you ready? I'm going to give them my best. Okay.
0: As a pastor, if at any point in your ministry, you either lost your paycheck or the building that you do ministry in, would you have
1: felt like a failure? Uh, in my humanity, possibly. Um, but I think, uh, I think my, my call as a pastor goes way beyond my paycheck and the fact that we, our church has a building. Okay. I I think I can still pastor without a paycheck and without a building. I think I should still pastor without a paycheck and without a building. Okay.
0: And that bleeds right into question number two. If you did lose your pay for being a pastor, would you still do it in yes. some capacity? You would, yes, okay, perfect. What is your most meaningful hobby?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I've already said I love soccer, I love coaching soccer. Um, but I'm also a worship leader and I love the song write. Uh, I would say those two things combined, um, writing song worship songs about playing soccer would be my, that would be my most fulfilling hobby.
0: <laughs> if you could pull that off, I definitely I want pull to that see, up. I want to watch, I don't to listen to that album. <laughs> okay. What's scarier for you, failure or success? Uh,
1: because of my past failure. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. And the, and the last one, we you going to add something to that. I'm sorry. I was just saying, if I'm being honest, okay.
0: Well, that's what we're looking for.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's fast forward to the future again. Part two. I'm going to lie about all of my, let's do another episode and I'm just going to lie about everything. Okay. See how that goes. That's oh, a road sorry, to something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're losing the rapid. Okay.
0: <laughs> Retired Spencer Ravenet, when you look back on your career, what is the most meaningful piece of work that you see that you've done?
1: Um, uh, my family, the work that I've done with my family. Okay. Hopefully the impact that I've had there. All right. Do you see specific things that you, as you're thinking
0: about that, that you're hoping for?
1: Um, is my marriage still good? That's (laughs) right. Am I still married? Am I still married by the time I retire? Then I'll count that as success. (laughs) Very good. That, I mean, that goes along with, with parents who say I kept my baby alive for
0: one year when the baby turns (laughs) one. That's a, that's, that's making it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Last question. This is not part of the fast five, but this is the final question. Have you seen the movie? Well, this isn't the question, but have you seen the movie, The Angriest Man in Brooklyn? I'm not. Okay. So, The Angriest Man in Brooklyn is a movie uh, about a guy who goes to the doctor. And he's very angry, and no one really likes him because he's always a jerk. So, obviously, you can understand why I enjoyed the movie. That's, yeah. He <laughs> finds out from the doctor, who lies to him, that he has 90 minutes to live. And the rest of the movie is what he decides to do with that 90 minutes, which changes hmm. him profoundly.
1: Hmm. So,
0: I'm going to ask you a question. You've just found out that you have 90 minutes to live. What do you do with that 90 minutes?
1: Wow. Um, I would uh, quickly drive home. I would uh, grab my wife and we would go eat, eat some pizza and sit by the lake. I don't know. For 90 minutes? And then if there was a passerby, I'd say, read your Bible. <laughs> I love every last little bit of that. <laughs> Very good. That's uh, Man, if I only had 90 minutes, that's probably what I'd do. Perfect. And I'm <laughs> sure
0: she'll be happy to hear that too, that she got to spend the last 90 minutes with you.
1: So yeah, yeah. The, she probably this, enjoy the pizza part the most, but
0: yeah. In the in the off chance she'll spend time to listen to this, you you win right there. That's all right. That's <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> all right. Before
0: we wrap up, Spencer, where can people find you? How can people follow what you are up to, and see what's going on with you? And if someone needs a website, where do they find that information? To?
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, obviously, I am on the socials, Spencer Robinette um instagram facebook tiktok whatever uh HarborhouseCreativeco.com. HarborhouseCreativeco.com is where you can find a uh your next website designer um and then what was the last thing just where they can find oh you. yeah <clears throat> yeah that's it oh, also too i'm gonna plug this just because it's it's new and fresh and i'm excited about it but I don't know when this is being released and or when this project will be released, but I've been working on, I mentioned that I was a songwriter and a worship leader. I've been working on a a collection of uh, worship songs that I wrote throughout um, the COVID season that since my father has passed away, I've taken on some new meanings too. Um, But uh, I'm just excited about them. So they're going to, you can just search me up on Spotify here in the coming weeks, uh, Spencer Robinette. Um, you'll find an acoustic sessions album, which I'm kind of excited about. So Excellent. there's that.
0: All right. Well, you heard it. Harborhousecreativeco.com. I think I said yes. that right. Yep. And if you want to check out some of his work, you can check out my website because it's pretty great. Mikebrewercoaching.com <laughs> was made by Harborhousecreativeco.com all right spencer thank you so much we will have to do this again in the future but you have been awesome and uh thank you again
1: absolutely man